Good morning, Spirit Church. Would you stand with us this morning and worship? Merry Christmas to you. We're going to do some Christmas songs this morning. Light of the world, treasure of heaven, brilliant light of stars in the wintry sky. Joy of the Father, reach through the darkness, shine across the earth, send the shadows to tragedies of time were no match for your love from great heights of glory you saw my story and got you into and became one of us sing
Praise his name. Praise his name forever. Amen. This next song is a familiar song. It's called Away in a Manger. Come on, would you sing that with us this morning? Worthy is your name. 
focus this morning, God, that you would be the focus of the praise and the glory and the honor because you are worthy of it all. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this room, God, for what you're doing in this church and in our lives, and we thank you for that. God, we just thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, can we this morning continue to honor him and and pray the Lord's Prayer together. Again, just a way to honor Him and give Him glory this morning. Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Can we give a praise in this place this morning? We serve an absolutely incredible God, and we're so thankful that you chose to spend your Sunday morning with us. Why don't you turn and meet someone, shake someone's hand, give them a high five, and you can go ahead and be seated this morning. everybody, welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Gabby and we're so glad that you've joined us today. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you a part of our family and we would love to connect. If you're here in person, you can scan this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your guest card. And if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, Welcome. Pastor Jason and Robin would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thank you for being our guest today. Also, if you're a guest, please don't feel any pressure to give. But if you're here and you would like to give, here are three ways you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it in either kiosk in the Commons area. You can give online on our website at spirit.church give, or you can use our Church Center app. Spirit Church, thanks for being such a generous church family. 
Now I've got a few announcements for you. Join us next Sunday, December 17th for our worship Christmas celebration. Come celebrate the wonder of Christmas with our worship team at 8 a.m., 9.30 or 11. Spirit Youth's annual Christmas craze event is happening tonight at 5.30 p.m. This Christmas party is one of our favorite nights of the year with games, food, and giveaways. This year's theme is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, so dress up, invite your friends, and come hang out with us. And lastly, join us on Christmas Eve for Jesus' birthday party. At 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11, we'll gather the whole family together in the worship center for a special service of celebration. There will be no kids' church that morning, so bring your kids into the worship center to join the party. Spirit Church, we love you, and thanks for listening. Now let's get out our message notes as Pastor Jason comes to continue our message series, Wonder. Hello, Spirit Church. I'm Pastor Joe Kolaw from First Wesleyan Church here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I want to tell you a couple of things. One, your pastor, Pastor Jason, is a great friend and he's a great leader here at your church. You are blessed. God bless you. Number two, I've been invited to come to the Revive Prayer Conference on January the 4th. And I want to share with you on the topic of God always answers prayer. Now that ought to raise a lot of questions in your minds. I hope you'll come back and find out how God always answers prayer. God bless you. Hope to see you at the conference. Bye-bye. I want to read to you Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Good morning. So glad that you're with us today. Would you give it up for everybody who's watching us online today? We have a lot of folks that aren't able to be here in person, but we want to welcome them. I hope you're enjoying this video. I had never realized how many twins we have in the church. And not only do we have a lot of twins in the church, I just want to go on record. We have the best looking twins in our church. And all the twins said amen, right? There's a familiar Christmas song that you probably have heard before. It says, I'll be home for Christmas. And you know, the thing about coming home for Christmas is when you come home for, for Christmas, home is familiar, home is comfortable, and when you're home, you can just be yourself. And today, we've got some very special friends who have come home for Christmas. I want Pastor Daryl and Faith Wooten to stand. They're sitting right back here, and they have come home for Christmas today. Pastor Daryl called me on Thursday to let me know that there was a chance that he would be in town for Szechuan and then might stop by Spirit Church while he was in town. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to like set us up to be heartbroken that he might come and then his schedule changed. And so Pastor Grant walks up and goes, Pastor Daryl's here. And I was like, oh good, I was hoping he would make it. He said, why didn't you tell me? Because I didn't want you to be someone. Pastor Daryl, I know you just want to sit and be a part, but will you come preach? <laughs> would you at least come, would you please come greet? I'll even give you a microphone and let you stand here. We want to know, first of all, about Eleanor Jane Phillips. We'd love to know how you and Faith are doing. Just a quick greet. How many think, Pastor Daryl, I'll preach shorter if he'll come give a greeting. How many think that would be okay if he came up? We're so honored to have you and Faith here. We love you both so much. You want to come? Come on, come on, come on, come on. All the way, all the way into the spotlight right here. I'm just going to go sit by Robin. Whenever you're done, you get done. I love you. Merry Christmas. I'm happy you're home. Hey, Merry Christmas. There's no place like home for the holidays. So good to see all of you, and I'm glad you've heightened the, the pulpit here. Uh, this is my home church. This is my home pastor, home first lady, uh, and Spirit Church has never been more healthy. We keep track, sharing the love, joy, and peace here in our community. We're just your missionaries trying to share a little love and joy and peace all across 
Oklahoma. And this is my first Christmas as a granddad, so will you pray for my wallet? Now, I honestly came because I need some good preaching. So would you get up on your feet? Would you give a standing ovation for the greatest pastor of Spirit Church ever, Dr. Jason Fullerton? Give it up for the man. Okay, I'm just going to put that in my pocket. Thank you so much. Be seated. For those of you who may be confused... Pastor Daryl and Faith served for 18 years as our lead pastors here at Spirit Church, and under their phenomenal leadership, our church moved locations from 900 South Dewey in downtown. Anybody old enough to remember 900 South Dewey? Carrie Veach was wearing a shirt the other night that said 900 South Dewey on the back of it. Moved from that location to this amazing location. It was under their leadership that we changed our name from First Assembly of God to Spirit Church, not because we're ashamed of the Assemblies of God. We're very proud to be a part of the Assemblies of God, but we want to attract more people to Spirit Church. Uh, under their leadership, the whole concept of love, joy, and peace came into existence, and so we honor you today, and uh, afterwards, can we see photos of your granddaughter? Maybe we should ask Faith, because I know Faith will have that taken care of. Speaking of that, the mission of Spirit Church remains to share the love, joy, and peace of Jesus Christ with the least, the last, and the lost. And I want to start with that this morning because it's so vital that we keep the mission of the church in front of us. Churches that focus inward eat themselves alive. And we refuse to be that way. We are always going to be outward focused. And we're going to try to do these three simple words that we've been talking about in 2023 and into next year, 2024. It's reach one more. Would you say that with me? Reach one more. One of the ways we're going to do that next year is through our missions trips. We have three trips that are planned. We're going back to Bethel, Alaska at the end of June. Then Pastor Daniel is taking a youth team to Denver. We've rented a book, a bus, we're, a book and a bus, a book about Denver. We've rented a bus, and our plan is, by the grace of God, that we're going to fill that bus full of teenagers. Now, I just want to hear you. I have no desire to be on the bus. I want to be on the airplane that meets the bus in Denver, but Pastor Daniel and Emily are going to be on the bus, and they're going to lead our team to the Dream Center. That's a youth trip, and then we're going to Lusaka, Zambia in Africa next October. I'm telling you all this because I want to get this in your mind, in your conscience. If you're interested in these trips, the first Sunday of January, that's January the 7th, the first Sunday following the 11 a.m. worship experience, we will have an information meeting. You might have questions like, what do I have to eat and where am I going to sleep and do I need a passport and all those informational questions that we don't have time to cover right now, we're going to cover on that Sunday, January 7th, right after the 11 a.m. worship experience. So I appreciate you making consideration for this and we would love to have you a part as we keep sharing the love, joy, and peace of Jesus Christ. Just before I get to the message, let me give you just a quick update. I try to do this the second Sunday of every month, just what I call a spirit church update, and we are amazed. And it just so happens that Pastor Daryl is here on the day that I give this spirit church update. I was, I was in Awana last Sunday night, and Debbie, where are you? Debbie Collings, where are you? Yeah, and Debbie, I was her, helping in her class, and she was teaching. She goes, I've got to do the lesson in front of the pastor. I know exactly what you're going through right now. I feel it, because I've got to do this in front of my pastor honor to have him here. This year, in 2023, so far, you have given almost $300,000 to our new building campaign. We call it Home for the Next 100 Years, and I want to thank you for your generosity. As I told you in the month of November, God has shown us very clearly that this is not a very good time to build, but it's a really good time to invest. And so all the money that you continue to give is being invested. It's earning over 5% interest. And so when the moment is right and when God speaks and shows us, then we're ready to move forward. Also, in 2023, year to date, you have given over $200,000 to missions and to outreach. So you're not just benefiting this church, you're benefiting all around the world. But the best news is that year to date, from January through November of 2023, we have seen over 480 people that have said yes to Jesus. Come on, that's the best report we can give. We're seeing people say yes to Jesus at Spirit Kids. We're seeing it happen at Spirit Youth. We're seeing it happen weekly right here in our adult worship experiences. And you have given so much to us. Uh, God has given so much to us, and you have responded so wonderfully. So thank you for the way that you do that. Now today, 
We call it the Christmas of generosity. We're in a season of generosity right now, November, December. It's all about being generous. And as you just heard from my report, this is an unbelievably generous church. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite you to join us in giving our Christmas offering for Jesus. But first, I want to let you know something, that we as a church are going to give to you. I want Danny Wadsworth, our director of operations, who never comes on stage, to come on stage with me this morning. Come on, this is a huge deal. So Danny came to me a few months ago and he said, you know, you're going to take this big offering in December. You're going to ask people to give. What if we as a church gave back? And I said, Danny, it's brilliant. What do you think? And he said, let's do a bag of groceries for every family in our church. So in the commons, as you leave today, there were 600. We've already been through the first service. I don't know how many are left and we're not going to go count. But there are bags of groceries in each bag. There are, come on, Vanna. Ramen noodles, stuffing, green beans, corn, uh, pork and beans, everybody loves pork and beans, chicken noodle soup, spaghetti noodles, and spaghetti sauce. Is that right? So there's 11 different items. There's double of some of the items. So this is a bag of groceries. This is a gift from Spirit Church to your family. If you need it, take it. God bless you. Use it. If you say, I don't need it, go share love, joy, and peace with someone who does. We good? We've got enough that every family should be able to go home with a bag. Here is my biggest fear, that Danny and I are going to have to load a truck tomorrow and go driving around to your houses and drop these off. So help us out and take them home. Even if you say, again, if you say, I don't need it, give it to someone who does. You probably know someone that you can share love, joy, and peace with. Amen? Amen. Thanks, Danny. It's a wonderful idea. I'm so proud of you. Great leadership. Now let me talk just briefly about our Christmas offering this year. And the reason I'm excited is because if you already heard, this is a giving and a generous church. It started under the leadership of Pastor Daryl and Faith. But year to date, to missions and outreach together, it's, it's nearly $500,000. In the month of February, just for example, you gave $32,000 to bless an elementary school in Israel. In May, you gave $20,000 to Convoy of Hope, which feeds people all over the world. This October, I just came to you on a whim and said, hey, you didn't know this was coming, but we're going to help Israel with the war and provide relief. And you gave $16,000 without even knowing it was coming. And so this is our last one of the year. It's our Christmas offering for Jesus, and I want to introduce this project to you. We are giving to Global University to their Arab World Initiative. And let me tell you about Global University. It is a web-based university, so that means it can be accessed from anywhere in the world, and it's training leaders in 150 different countries around the world. Most of them are very unreached parts of of the world. So when you give this morning, your gifts are going to go directly to nations that are underserved with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to say that America is overserved with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we are oversaturated with the gospel of Jesus Christ in comparison to other countries around the world that desperately need to hear the good news about Jesus. In August, Robin and I went to Columbus, Ohio, and we got to hear at General Council a presentation about Global University. And in that dinner, I instantly knew this is the project for Spirit Church this year. I know your hearts. I know the people that I get to the honor and the privilege of leading, and I knew you would want to invest in this project. So what they have done is they have identified regions of the world in the Middle East where there is a massive need for pastors and leaders to be trained. And they're developing curriculum right now where they can train these pastors and then release them into their countries where they can share the love, joy, and peace of Jesus Christ. I want to put on the screens the photos or the information cards about each country that our giving is going to bless today. The first one is Algeria. And I'm going to go through these fast, so let me just highlight. Each slide will show you a picture of the country. It'll have a fun fact, like Algeria is mostly desert, 88% desert. Algeria is debt-free. Algeria has completed every Olympics since 1964. But really, I want to direct your attention to the bottom of the slide, especially to the bottom right-hand side, the state of the gospel. In Algeria today, there are 44 million people. There are 40 unreached people groups. There are 22 different languages, and there are 0.2% of the population that's evangelical. I'm going to read through these slides kind of fast, and so it's going to just become numbers and information if we don't stop and let it sink in that these are souls that are facing a Christless eternity. Now, let me be very clear. You and I cannot save anyone. 
but Jesus saves everyone. And we're going to partner with Jesus today and let him do the work. So it's countries like Algeria. It's countries like Morocco where there's 37 million people and only 0.1% evangelical. Tunisia, 12 million people, 0.2% evangelical. Libya, 7 million people, 0.1% evangelical. Egypt, 107 million people, 3.9%. We're like, wow, almost 4%. It's humbling that we would get excited about that when we see the need that's there. Yemen, 31 million people, 0.1%. Oman, 5 million people, 0.1%. UAE, the United Arab Emirates, 10 million people, 0.1%. Saudi Arabia, 36 million, 0.1%. Qatar, 0.1%. Bahrain, my friend just came back from Bahrain, 0.1%. Kuwait, 0.1%. Iraq, 41 million people, 0.2%. Syria, 19 people, 0.1%. Jordan, 11 million people, 0.3%. Lebanon, 7 million people, 0.5% evangelical. Again, the numbers are staggering, and they just become information if we don't really internalize what's happening. The goal for us as a church today between our three worship experiences and our online family who is also giving is $25,000. Now, I'm going to be honest, we may have already reached the goal with that 8 a.m. service. Those people, you're up that early, you really love Jesus, right? And we fed them breakfast pizza from Casey's, so they were probably more inclined to give. But I just know as a church family, this is something that we can do. This money that we're going to give is going to design courses that are going to train pastors. It's a part of the world that we don't think about a lot. These countries are names and places that are just kind of out of sight and out of mind. But can I be honest, they are near and dear to God's heart. Just because they're not on the forefront of our attention doesn't mean God loves them less. The vision of Global University that we're partnering with in their Arab World Initiative is to impact eternity by reaching the lost and training the found everywhere. And today we're going to be a small part of that vision. So I want to invite everybody in the room to invest this morning. If you say, I can only give a dollar, great. If you say, I don't have a dollar, ask your neighbor. There's a good chance they do. And borrow the dollar from them. Robin and I are going to lead the way. I've got ours prepared and we're not going to do something that I'm, uh, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not going to participate in. And let me show you this real quick and then ushers will come take the offering. Here's how you can give. If you have cash, it's always king. You can put your cash in the offering bucket. Everything that is collected in this bucket right now will go directly to the Arab World Initiative. So if you have something that's supposed to go to tithe or somewhere else, don't put it in this offering, put it in the kiosk outside. If you have a check, if you're writing a check in the memo line, if you would put the word Arab, A-R-A-B, for Arab World Initiative, our team will know where to designate that money. And if you're giving online, if you want to go to spirit.church slash give, or if you use our church center app, the giving you can see on the screen, it is the second drop down for you this morning. The first one is tithe and offering, and the second is Arab. It's our Arab World Initiative. All right, as the ushers come down to the front, let's pray over this offering. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to give. You have blessed us, and we are blessed to be a blessing. So I praise you. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes from from your hand. And today we have talked about some nations and some parts of the world that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we believe that you are calling men and women to reach the lost in those areas, but they need to be trained. And so Global University is meeting that need for training, and we're helping fund Global University to do that. Thank you. It's a privilege to give. Would we hear great results of an incredible harvest from it? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Ron, if you'd help me. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you as you give. As the ushers are receiving this from you, let me quickly put up our upcoming dates. I know Gabby did an amazing job talking about it tonight. If you've got a student, make sure that they're here for Christmas craze. Next Sunday, just so you know, worship Christmas, for those of you to whom this matters, is a touch more of a dressy event. Like, I'll probably wear a sports coat, things like that. And then the 24th is a little bit more of a festive event. It's Jesus's birthday party. Now, listen to me. You dress however you want to dress. Be comfortable. Be appropriate, obviously. But don't, don't feel like you have to do a certain thing. Just kind of want to let you know the expectation for those events. Both of the next two Sundays, the 17th and the 24th, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., 
11 a.m. Our same worship experience times that we have every Sunday, we'll have for those. On the 24th, everybody together. No children's ministry. Our whole church family is going to be together. And then our online worship experience on the 31st. You heard Pastor Joe Kola, who is such a great friend, great leader in our town. Um, you heard him talk about the prayer conference. He's coming on Thursday night. Dr. Jamie Austin from Woodlake Church will be here on Wednesday night. Pastor Bruce McCarty from Owasso First Assembly will be here on Friday night. We are trying to do everything we can to get as many people as possible here for the prayer conference. Why? Because I believe in prayer. Don't you? We need a praying church. We need a praying church. We don't need a YouTube watching, social media viewing church. We need a praying church. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Pastor Daryl and Faith hosted the district minister's retreat in October, and they brought uh, a guest speaker. Her name was Donna Barrett. She's the general secretary of the Assemblies of God, and she wrote a book called Leveling the Praying Field, Helping Every Person Talk to God and Hear from God. I have a free copy of this book for every person who comes all three nights. You come three nights, I'll give you this book for free. That's called incentivizing to get you here. Okay, here's the next thing that we're going to do. Every single night, we're going to provide dinner for a donation of any amount. So you get off work, and you've got to get your kids, and you've got to come to church. Cool. If you have a dollar bill, you can feed your whole family for a dollar bill. A donation of any amount, we will feed your family before the service. Why? Because we want your family here. We want you a part of this event. We believe so strongly in the power of prayer. Can I just tell you that this church has been founded upon prayer? And should Jesus tarry, this church will continue to only be propelled forward by prayer. We must be people of prayer. Amen. Let me give you three phrases to think about, and then I'll get right into the word of God. For this prayer conference, here's the three phrases I want you to remember. Come hungry physically and spiritually come expecting come excited come hungry come expecting come excited God's going to do a great great work that first week of January would you stand with me if you're able to I want to get quickly to the end the vault text it's Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 you heard our worship team singing these words you've seen them outside in the commons that they're here on the screen for you this morning let's say this together as a church family one two three for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Can we pray together? Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. It challenges us, and it changes us, and it makes us more like you. And today, Holy Spirit, I pray that my voice would not be heard in this room. I pray that you would communicate to us uniquely, specifically, individually, exactly what you want us to hear. We are hungry to hear from you. That's why we came today. Touch us, change us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you're seated. You know, this, this month we're calling it wonder, and we're talking about how we are in awe of our Savior. That's what the word wonder means. It's awestruck or awesome. And last week we talked about how we were in awe of his gift. Our in the vault text says that a child is born to us and a son is given to us. And that gift of his life, of his light, and of his love, it changed everything for us. But today we're talking about the word wonder and we are in awe of his grace. The grace that would cause Jesus to come to us and to come for us as our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting father, and our prince of peace. And can I just offer this morning that Jesus coming from heaven to earth was an act and an expression of his grace towards us. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to point at your spouse. But how many need grace every day? Right? That, that's me. And if you don't believe me, Robin will gladly tell you how badly I need grace every single day of my life. Last weekend, she was out of town, and so Kate and I were home alone, and she had to be somewhere on that Saturday morning. And so I called her and I said, hey, would you mind, Kate, would you mind to pick up lunch on the way home? And she said, sure, Dad, would you mind to put money on my card so I can pick up lunch on the way home? And I said, absolutely. And so she came home with our order and we unpacked it and wouldn't you know that the unnamed restaurant 
forgot my sandwich. And I grabbed the receipt. I know, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Grabbed the receipt, and I thought, how hard is it to put a sandwich in a bag? How hard is it to check the bag to make sure the sandwich? You know what, I got in my truck, and I thought, I'm going to go ask them that question. How hard is it to put a sandwich in a bag? So I started making my way eight minutes away, and I thought, I wonder if they'll reimburse my fuel. As I drive to pick up the sandwich, they forgot to put it in my bag. And as I drove using my own fuel, I was reminded of how I used to be a fast food worker when I was 16 years old. I think that was the Holy Spirit, right? And I was reminded of how multiple times that week I had done something that needed grace. And grace had been extended to me at times when I didn't deserve it. And when I got to that restaurant, I said, hey, Somehow a sandwich didn't get put in my bag. It's no big deal. Here's the receipt if you need it. Oh, we're so sorry. Oh, thanks so much. You know what? It was my pleasure to come back and get this sandwich. And I drove on home and I just enjoyed the sandwich. And you know what I realized is that if we are people who have received grace, we ought to be people who know how to extend grace as well. Today, I want to leave you with three thoughts about grace. First, I want to talk to you about the reality the reality of grace. What is grace and why is grace so amazing? And in order to define the word grace, we have to do it in the context of the words justice and mercy because grace, justice, and mercy work together, yet they're different. So let me show you this on the screen. Justice is getting exactly what we deserve. And this is something that we believe about in our country. We want justice for those who have been wronged. But mercy is God sparing us from the consequences that we deserve. Again, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us have encountered the mercy of God that he found us and he rescued us from the consequences of our sin? But then you have that third word, that word grace, where God grants us favor and benefits that we did not deserve. Some of us, we, we oftentimes refer to it as the unmerited favor of God. That's what grace is. This week, I had a chance to visit with Jackie Knoll, Jackie is the oldest member of our church. The only reason I know that is because her husband tells me that she's the oldest member of our church. Uh, this week, on December the 14th, Jackie will turn 99 years old. She's as old as Spirit Church is. Her and her husband, Leo, are active and faithful members of our church. There was a Sunday school class in their house this morning. Uh, they're probably watching us online right now, but due to health concerns, the doctor told Leo, her husband, that he had to stop teaching. At like 93 years old, he was still teaching college courses. The doctor said, I need you to stop teaching. I need you to stop attending church in person until your health improves. And I asked Jackie this week when I met with her to talk about kind of her journey of faith and how she came to know the Lord, to talk about God's faithfulness in her life and to talk about what grace means to her. I want you to watch this video and hear from Jackie. I, w I was born in Chicago in 1924. Nobody went to church. I, I didn't know anything about God. And one day when uh, we were playing, uh, some people came by and this was the suburb of Chicago. And they said, would, would, would you like to hear some stories? And they were telling us stories about Jesus. Well, I was enthralled. I loved hearing about Jesus. And when they told me that Jesus loved me, I believed them. And I immediately, uh, immediately just embraced this feeling that Jesus, he loves me and he died for me. And my mother finally then uh, sent us to the nearby church and I, I, and I loved going to Sunday school. Oh my, I loved that, that was my life. I remember once waking up and it was too late to get dressed and I just put on a jacket over my pajamas and went. I um, didn't understand lots of things. We were not very, we didn't have very much money. Lots of things happened to me that were sad. I didn't have a lot of things growing up that maybe other people had, but I had Christ. He, he, he took care of me. He took care of me. Never, never did I feel like the Lord didn't love me. I knew that he loved me. I, I, think, I think grace is when God has his hand on you. No matter what you do, 
He has his hand right over you to take care of you and to guide you and to lead you. That's his grace keeping you where he wants you. And if he, you're someplace where he doesn't want you, you he just leads you back. I, I think that's that's grace for me. I mean, it's, his grace is there all the time. I mean, it's it surrounds us. His, his grace is beyond. It's, it's part of his love, part of his love. That's all. I just trusted in the Lord, and he never let me down. He never let me down. She does not look 98. She doesn't look 99. She's twice as old, or more than twice as old as me, and looks 10 times better than I do. This is an amazing, amazing woman. As she said, grace is a gift from God. And the Bible tells us that just when we think we couldn't handle any more grace, he gives more. Look at this verse, John chapter 1, verse 16. From his fullness, from God's fullness, we have received not just grace, but John writes, grace upon grace. Sometimes, you ever feel like a verse was written about you? That verse was written about me, that I've received grace upon grace. And then John goes on to tell us that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ himself. A part of why we're so in awe of Jesus, the wonder of his love, the wonder of his grace for us. We have that reality of grace. But the second thing that we have is we have the need for grace. We might ask ourselves, why are we in such desperate need of God's grace? Well, the Bible is very clear on this. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, it says it clearly, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, but I want you to see those next two words, yet God. Has anybody ever encountered a yet God moment in your life where you were down and out, you couldn't make it, you couldn't save yourself, you were too far gone, Yet God showed up right where you needed him to be, and he freely makes us right in his sight. The Bible goes on to tell us in the 24th verse, he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. This is a powerful verse about grace, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk to you about the word sin in this verse. It's humbling and it's hard to say, and it's something we don't like to talk about, but sin's always the problem. We think that it's governmental structure. We think that it's behavior. We think that it's technology. We want to ascribe it to everything else. We, it's a sin problem that we have. And, and you don't get a lot of amens for that, and I don't want a lot of amens for that. But it's just the truth. Sin is always the problem. It says right there that it causes us to fall short of God's glorious standard, but it also does this. It separates us from God. I have a verse, and I've asked the team to not put this on the screen. If you have your Bible or you have your phone, would you get that out? I want you to look at this for yourself. This is 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 5. I want you, I want you to see it. Again, it's not going to be on the screen, and if you don't have a phone or you don't have a Bible, I'll read it to you. But I want you to see it for yourself, and my hope is that you're going to close this app, and the next time you open it, this verse is going to pop up, and it's going to remind you. Or you're going to put a place mark here, and the next time you open your Bible, this is what you're going to be reminded of. 1 John chapter 1, we're going to read verses 5, 6, and 7. Hear these words. This is the message that we have heard from Jesus, and we now declare to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Verse 7 says this, But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. See, when, when we had the need for grace, Jesus came for us. The Bible talks a lot, especially at Christmas time, we read these verses about light and darkness. And, you know, we decorate our homes and our trees with lights. And the Bible says that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, upon them or to them, the light has dawned or the light has come. And in a spiritual sense, all of us at one point in time were living in deep darkness. We were walking through that land of darkness. But aren't you thankful that in our need, Jesus came and he brought the light of his love. He brought the light of his grace. We have a need for his grace, but this is the third truth this morning. He gives the gift of grace. We don't just have the reality of grace or the need for grace. He gives us the gift of grace. And it's a gift because we are saved by grace 
through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 8 and 9 say this, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And I like the next line, you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so that none of us can boast about it. It's His grace that when we had the need, He came and brought the perfect gift at the perfect time to meet our need. A couple of months ago, we celebrated one of my favorite holidays. It's called Reformation Day. It's October the 31st. We celebrate that by dressing our kids up and knocking on doors and saying trick-or-treat. I'm not coming down on Halloween, but we, we miss sometimes Reformation Day. It's when Martin Luther, the monk in Germany, nailed the 95 theses to the door of the church in Wittenberg, Germany. And he said, what we're doing and the way we're operating as a, as a people who are called by God is wrong. And, and as you study his teaching and his writing and his life, he writes about grace. And I want to read one of his quotes to you this morning about the gift of grace that was given for us. He says these words, God ordained for us in our place one who took upon himself all the punishment we deserve. He fulfilled the law for us. He averted the judgment of God from us, and he appeased God's wrath. Grace, therefore, costs us nothing, but it cost another, and note the capital A, it cost another much to get it for us. Grace was purchased with an incalculable, infinite treasure, the Son of God himself. This morning, on behalf of Jesus, I want to offer grace to you. Now, I can extend grace from myself, but I want to offer His grace to you. You say, no, I, I've done too much. I've been too far. I've messed up too much. Can I tell you that Jesus speaks to you and He says, grace. There is grace. And you say, no, Jason, you don't understand my past. You don't know how I was raised. You don't know the things I've been through. You don't know what I did. And can I say to all that, Jesus says, grace. Grace. I want to ask you if you'd bow your head for just a moment. And as I said, on behalf of Jesus, I want to offer grace to you. It's not my grace. It's his grace. It's his grace that forgives us of our sins. It's his grace that was given to meet our need. It's the reality of that unmerited favor of God that we couldn't deserve and couldn't earn. We couldn't work hard enough for. We couldn't give enough to get. But he's offering it to you today. I can't think of a more fitting, a more appropriate time to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. We call it saying yes to Jesus. I can't think of a better opportunity than right now. And you might be here this morning and say, you know what, I've, I've prayed that prayer, I've done that, but I, I'm, I'm a different person now. I live different, I act different, I, I'm not really where I should be with the Lord, and I know it. And can I say to you that today, if you're saying those words, Jesus says to you, grace, there's grace. So if you're here in this room and you would like to say yes to Jesus, whether this is the first time you're saying yes to Jesus or you just need to make things right, you need to recommit yourself to him. I will not embarrass you. I just want to pray with you and for you. Would you just slip up a hand and try to make eye contact with me just so I know those that I'm praying for? Thank you. I've already seen some hands that have gone up. If you're watching us online, would you please just put the word yes in your chat box. I'm trying to make sure I catch all the hands. I think I've seen four or five that have come up now. Thank you for those who have had courage in the room. Again, online, just put the word yes in your chat box. Let us know that you're saying yes to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And those of you this morning who courageously lifted your hands, you declared emphatically, I believe. I believe in Jesus. But now there's that moment of confession. And we're going to pray a prayer together. It's, it's the first of many prayers that we'll pray in our relationship with the Lord, but it's a good starting point for all of us. Just so that it's not awkward, I'm going to ask everybody in the room if they would pray this prayer with me. If you're watching online, pray this prayer with us as well. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry that I have sinned and lived a life that was not pleasing to you. Today I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins 
and make me more like you. And I will do my best to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, somebody needs to know about it. So we've set up a number where you can text us, 918-766-9117. We want to hear about what God is doing in your life. We want you to be baptized in water. I point here because this is where the baptistry is normally set up. We just saw several people baptized two weeks ago. We've got another baptism coming up in February. We want you to go public with your faith, but we also want to help you on your journey of discipleship because once you say yes to Jesus, you become a new person, a new creature in Christ Jesus, and your old ways of living go away, and there's a new way of living. And that's why this morning there's not just three thoughts to the message. There's actually a fourth one. You see there's a a reality of grace. There's a need for grace. There's a gift of grace, but then finally there's the the result of grace, the result of grace. And you're looking at the clock and you're going, it's, it's 1030, he needs to hurry up and finish, right? But this is too important to, to gloss over because the Bible says if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation, the old, thing have, the old things have gone and all things have become new. And so because we are saved, not so that we will be saved, because we can't be saved by our works, but because we are saved, we behave and respond and interact differently than we once did. Titus chapter 2, verse 11, 12, and 13 says this, The grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we just saw that happen this morning. Uh, but probably six or seven people just in this room that lifted their hand and said, I'm saying yes to Jesus today. The grace of God has been revealed. But then what it looks what it says. And we're instructed, now that we've received grace, we're instructed to turn from godless living, to turn from sinful pleasures. We should live this world, in this evil world, excuse me, with wisdom, with righteousness, and with devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. Because His grace has been extended to us, we choose to live righteously. We choose to live with wisdom. We choose to live a life in devotion to God. I want to go back to Ephesians chapter 2. I read verses 8 and 9 a minute ago, but I want to add that thought, make it complete by adding verse number 10. It says this, God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you take, can't take credit. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Then look what the Bible tells us. After talking about how we have received grace, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. He extended grace to us so that we could extend grace to others. He extended grace to us so that when our sandwich is missing from our bag, we don't go off on somebody. We don't post about them and berate them on social media. We extend grace. When we're at a Christmas party and somebody has a different political ideology than we do, we extend grace. When we're at a family dinner Christmas time and that one family member that we just don't get along with happens to be there, we extend grace. When our spouse does that thing that they know annoys us the most, we extend grace. And when we don't get the discount at the register from the cashier who was supposed to give it, we extend grace. And when the line's longer than we wanted it to be or we get cut off in traffic or somebody says something that we interpret the wrong way, we extend grace. Do you know why? Because grace has been extended to us. If grace has been extended to us, we ought to act like people who have received grace and we ought to extend grace to other people because he created us anew in Christ Jesus to do these good works that are a result not of who we are, but of his grace towards us. Would you stand with me all across this room if you're able? I want to finish first by thanking Jesus for his grace. This might make you really uncomfortable. If it does, don't feel any pressure, but could we lift our hands to him and just say, thank you, Jesus, for your grace? Come on, use your words. Don't let me coach you in this, but thank you for grace. 
that I have received your grace that I don't deserve, that I couldn't have earned, that obviously my sins have separated. The Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of your glory, but where we sinned, your grace abounded to us. You gave us grace and we thank you and we praise you for it. We needed your grace and you stepped in exactly in our moment of need. But now, Lord, not just a gift of grace, would there be a result of grace? Would you help us to be known as people who extend grace? And grace is just that. It's that unmerited favor. When they did me wrong, I choose to extend grace. When it didn't work out in my favor, I still extend grace. When it's not the result I wanted, I still extend grace. What a better testimony. What a wonderful opportunity to represent Jesus by extending his grace this Christmas season. It's not my grace, it's yours. I thank you for your grace. Help me to be known as someone who extends grace to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, all across this place, can we thank Jesus? Can we thank him? He deserves the glory. Amen. What a powerful Sunday, right? Pastor Jason, you brought an amazing word. Thank you so much. That was 100% from God. One of the things I really want to challenge us all as we continue on in this season, like he's saying, he gave so many practical ways to show grace and be the face of Jesus to those around us. Would you pray about it? Would you pray that God would show you one person that you should extend grace to this week, that you could practice this with and grow in this gift of grace so that we can be a better representation of Christ in every day of our life? God's doing something incredible, and we're so honored to be a part of it. Hey, really quick before we go, I just want to remind you, Christmas crazes tonight. This is for your 6th through 12th graders. I'm telling you, they don't want to miss it. We have a 40-inch TV we're giving away that I'd rather have at my house, okay? We have that. We have a vlogging camera, and we have an iPad. Everybody should be here that's a 6th through 12th grader. Sorry, guys. You guys can't come if you're not that age. But we're really stoked. It's tonight, 530 to 7:30. But as you leave today, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over us all if you'll raise your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this week.